welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And joining me this evening, I've got a wonderful burlesque performer um, who performs with the uh, Bruce City Bombshells. Um, she is also involved in uh, Drippin' Melanin Productions, which uh, we will definitely talk about. Um, but uh, I'm excited to get to know her, her passions, artistry, why she does what she does. Thank you very much uh, for joining me, Lavish Jewels. Yay, that's me, Milwaukee's that's... own sparkling treasure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's um, it's good to see you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, surviving as we do. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what'd you do today? So far, nothing. Mostly listening to music and just space out. I made. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I would say it's like a TikTok trending food, but it's definitely like a YouTube um, trending food recipe where you like, you essentially make an egg sandwich by like doing the eggs and then put the bread on top and then like cheese in the middle and just like folding it all together. So good, I love it. It's very buttery, but it's good. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah. well, hey, that's um, that that sounds like a a, a nice activity. I yeah. still haven't really gotten on the TikTok train a whole lot. I only I have it downloaded on my phone, but I only follow my two best friends just because I think they're funny and stupid. Oh, but I don't actually like look at it or anything. Oh yeah, I mean that's being supportive. I don't have TikTok, but all, not only are all of my friends sending them to me, just sending me TikToks. I'm also, I I guess I'm inundated with them on YouTube and on Instagram and just all the so many burlesque and drag performers are on TikTok, like doing all these things and challenges. I'm like that's cool. I don't, I don't want to go down to that rabbit hole. Like I'm already on <laughs> Instagram holes and YouTube and Reddit and all that. So I'm just like, yeah, I have, I have a lot. I have enough already. Thank you. Oh my God. Yes. Agreed. I'm uh, way too uh, consumed by all the other networks. Like my recent one I got on Reddit this year. Like mm -hmm. that's, um, I didn't, like it's it's such a rabbit hole of useless information, but also just really fascinating niche things that yeah. like if you literally want to learn about any little like niche thing you want, there's a whole community for it. Yeah. So I got into Reddit and that's been my like um that's been usually like my last uh thing I do before I go to bed is like scrolling through the subreddits and stuff. Ooh. That's I don't need yeah right especially <laughs> because I follow all of like the spooky and creepy and abandoned mm -mm. I can't I can't <laughs> but I also follow a bunch of like wholesome animal ones too oh yeah those are those are that's like the content we need in this incredibly chaotic and absurd time we're living in very very true I love eye bleach <laughs> or eye bleach not like actual eye bleach but just the cute pets and like animals being bros. I'm like, oh, so cute. Yeah, yeah. the odd couples. I love them. Yeah, those. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So I know for real. Um, lately, um, I've been really in. I'm in this Facebook group called Capybara Connoisseurs. And wow, that's very specific. <laughs> it's just wholesome capybara pictures. I love the capybara. I think it's the most underrated animal. It's very underrated. It's very cute. I didn't know if that is actually a rodent. It's just like a giant yeah. guinea pig, essentially. Yeah, it's the largest cool. rodent. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's cool. I feel like I only found out, I probably already knew this, but I found out because I downloaded this before I got my pet rodents. I downloaded like two different rodent games. One is just for hamsters because I don't ever want to actually own a hamster because they're too small and there's like, they're a lot. Um, but also this one called Rolling Mouse where you like adopt a mouse from the side of the road and you get all these other animals. And, and the last one is a capybara. And I'm like, well, cute. And it's just like Zen. And it doesn't even spin on the wheel or like do anything. It just sits there and just nods and the wheel spins. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. I know. It's like... <laughs> It's the animal with like literally the blankest expression on its face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like... I know, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, what kind of rodents do you have? I actually have uh, fancy rats. I call them like pointy guinea pigs because I used to own guinea pigs as a kid, and I had one hamster and three guinea pigs total, and. We did not do nearly enough research <laughs> for our guinea pigs, so they didn't live very long, unfortunately, but. I feel like I'm doing a lot with these rats and they're they're smarter than I think they are, but they're they're fun so far. Good. Yeah, rats are underrated too. Shout out to rats. Yeah. Shout out to um, rats. <laughs> <laughs> what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, so I think the first time we met was um when uh, you uh were uh, with the bombshells doing I believe it was like a burlesque brunch at company brewing oh no I was not with the bombshells that um, was my own show oh right right yeah okay yeah yeah Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I just knew it was a burlesque show but I know that uh Dora was there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Dora. yeah um, she's great yeah she's hilarious um but uh yeah so um, I've uh, had a couple, a, a myriad of burlesque performers on the show, uh, the most mm -hmm. recent of which was V Valentine. V, yeah. I'm trying to get her on my podcast. She's always so busy. V, what are you doing? So get, on, get, on, get on the podcast, dude. Right, girl, I will come to your house. <laughs> yeah. Probably make it easy for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I love hearing like each burlesque performer's uh, story and just kind of like what it is like what your act is and like kind of what your whole persona is with it and everything so we can start with um Jules uh did you are you from Milwaukee I was born in Chicago raised here since I was three so essentially I'm from here Dope. gotcha um awesome I guess uh yeah what did um what how did you kind of get started with burlesque like where did it all kind of stem from uh well I guess I learned about it when I was like maybe in middle school, my mom always showed me a bunch of movies around drag queens, like to Wang Fu, Thanks for Everything, um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and Moulin Rouge. Weirdly enough, it took me forever to see Chicago, which is slightly more based in burlesque with like the dance routines and everything. Um, and what was it? There's the other one, uh, Showgirls, which is not actually burlesque, but kind of in that range. And there's another one. And it's set in like Germany during the war. Why can't I remember this? We saw the play of it like last year and it was so good. Anyways, it's gonna come to me like way later. <laughs> but, um, and like was show tunes I'm thinking of also? Generally my mom loves show tunes and like that spirit of her like got into me and we still definitely like gravitate to those things. So when I was growing up, I started doing this thing that essentially made me like a little like baby drag queen where I would just like 
perform in my like aunt's living rooms or something to like a song that I felt really passionate about. A lot of times it was like Michael Jackson, Elton John, or like um, George Michael, or sometimes Madonna. But Madonna was like a lot. Oh, definitely Queen though. But um, yeah, and when there weren't a lot of creative opportunities for me to express myself in that way in school because there wasn't the funds for that kind of stuff, I would try to find those things. Uh, but when I saw, yeah, movies like Showgirls and Moulin Rouge, I was like, ooh, I want to be able to do something like that. But I don't know if I'm good at acting and I can't sing. At least I don't know if I can. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, I was just like, I want to be able to, how do I do that and make money and like make that a whole thing? And I didn't know until like my second to last year of high school when I saw these posters for the Bruce Lee Bombshells and Cream City Cabaret all over town. I was like, oh, what is this? And I looked into burlesque and I was like, it like blew my mind. It was cra- it was wild. So I was like, oh my goodness. And then when I was 18, I volunteered with uh, Cream City Cabaret to like do lights and kitten for them and like see what it was all about. And I got my first taste of seeing a show firsthand like that. So I was like, oh my God. And they weren't like, they were just like, oh yeah, we're not professionals, but we don't call ourselves amateurs. We're just, you know, doing it. We're just out here living our life. And I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. So, and I was young and I did not have, I guess the focus to be able to like make an act and they weren't really having auditions and I didn't see auditions happening. And so I was like, I think like maybe like 21, 22, I was in a relationship that wouldn't allow me to fully express myself, unfortunately. So luckily the next time that, that opportunity rolled around, I was free of any of those kinds of limitations. So I auditioned and I got in and it's just been like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, a, um, not even like a flash in a pan, but like a, that's not the right word to use, like a explosion of ideas after yeah. that just coming. Also, I hope works. this tiny hand isn't distracting at all. <laughs> no, it's not, but I love the tiny hand. <laughs> I have another one that like actually matches my skin tone, but it's really, really tiny. I'll find it later. Um, yeah. So uh, how uh, how long have you been with the bombshells then? Five years this month. Congratulations. Very excited. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Um, what were like uh, your first uh, earliest memories with them? Uh, mm, well, I mean, definitely the audition process because it was held at uh, the tool shed which is a local erotic boutique, if you don't yes. know. Oh, yes. It's, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was really surprised that they held it there because it was like such a small space. But because I had been there and I knew the space, I was like, okay, well, it's probably going to be maybe half the store. So let me tailor any sort of act I'm going to do into that space. And yeah, I was like, this is probably like a super cliche song that everyone does or something, but I'm going to make it mine, you know? And I practiced, it it felt like I practiced for like two or three months because I already wanted to do it. And I was like, okay, let me focus. Because since I was like 16, 17, I had all these ideas of what I wanted to do. Like I grew up on lots of pop punk music. So I'm like, I'm going to perform to a freaking Fall Boy song, to like some Panic at the Disco, to some Paramore. And that has not, well, actually it has. I performed to Fall Boy and I performed to Panic at the Disco. Not yet Paramore, even though Paramore is amazing. Um, But You're making your rounds. You're making the, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. was like, I want to do something kind of classical, but something that's very much speaks to me and speaks to how I feel about taking this new step to showing the world who I am, you know? So yeah, lots of people in the industry say that this is like a, a cliche song to do feeling good. That's originally by Nina Simone, but I did the cover by Michael Buble because I feel like that one's stronger. And I lip sync through the whole thing because I can't not do that because lyrics really like, to me, like make music more impactful, you know? So I was like, yeah. And I did that and I chose something real, a real simple look, black and white. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And looking back on that now, I'm like, oh, it's so good. I haven't actually performed that on a stage, like outside of that performance because I hear how cliche it is. So I'm like, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not. I have a video of it and I feel so embarrassed <laughs> about it for some reason, I'm just like, Ugh. but, uh, so yeah. And like, that was so nerve wracking and like waiting to hear if I got in and like, just, uh, <laughs> and, like wanting to tell everybody so they could cheer me on. And like my roommate at the time cheered me on. She's like, well, I think you'll probably do pretty good. You know, like you'll do, you'll do cool. She, she's not the best at being encouraging. She, she's, that's not her forte, but. <laughs> She said some nice things and that was okay. And I was like, just. Yeah. And some of them are more, um, you know, just, they always have your back. They support you kind of um, uh, soft spokenly. But mm -hmm. then there's the ones that are like, you got this. I got like, I'll have your back. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you fucking go girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Yeah, so I got in and I felt like it was a trick or something. So I was like, is this real? Is this oh, jeez. Will old me? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what? Ah! And I was like, am I old? Is it okay? And they're like, you're fine. Like, you're literally fine. <laughs> so it was lots of reassurance, which was cool. And then I helped out at their first show, or at my first show as being a bombshell. And that was, it was like our August, what was it? It was like a Memorial Day show. Is that when Memorial Day is? I have no idea. It's May. It May. Oh no. Oh, Labor sense. Day. Labor Day. Yeah, I don't know. I was like one of those. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. American holidays. Yeah, like. I sure. Yeah, them. but at the same time, a lot of holidays we grew up with, we learned there's a lot of problematic uh, um, implications of them. Oh yeah, problematic so, but, origins overall. <laughs> but. Halloween which is next weekend which we love Halloween yeah America has such a love-hate relationship with Halloween but we can talk about that later <laughs> um but yeah no so we were doing this patriotic show and I was like I wish I had an act for this but I have no idea and they're like oh no no worries we have enough acts and we just need your help and everyone complimented me on like being really fast and I was like well yeah that's what you want want right you want me to be quick like I've helped out with other troops, like uh, the Milton Kings before that as well. So I was like, let me just, I know what I'm doing. I try to like be on top of things. And I was just so in awe of like seeing them backstage and then seeing them perform like what, like that point that now, I know now that that wasn't like point A to point B, that was like point like H to point Z kind of things. But I was still just in awe of it, like watching V Valentine on stage and Polly Amore and Faye Tall, I was just like, oh my God. Because the bombshells are so varied and ranged in what they do. So no two acts are gonna be the same. 
which I love. I'm just like, oh. even if one performer has revamped an act that they've already done, it's not going to be the same as it was before. So it's just amazing to see, honestly. I was just in awe of it, just yeah. taking it all in. It's fun. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You felt right in your element. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, kind of, but not entirely, because I'm not incredibly talkative when it comes to groups of people. And some of the bombshells are more talkative than others because they're just very extroverted that way. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I'm good at listening, so I'll just be here. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I don't like crowds. Um, get a lot of social anxiety in crowds and like don't know what to do with myself. So that's why I prefer these, the one-on-ones. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm really good at the one-on-one. Like that's so much easier for me. The one-on-one is my shit. Yeah, <laughs> I got that part down. Hell yeah. Um, dope. Uh, so, so over time, uh, so I guess that's a good way to talk, good time to talk about uh, how you became like lavish jewels. Like, where did you come up with that? I, I had that, yeah, like way back in the day when I was like 19 to like 21, I was like brainstorming these kinds of things. Cause it was before I went to my second college and I wasn't I was trying to think of like a stage name because I had like, you know, like screen names because I grew up on like AIM, America Online Chat and all that stuff. But I was like, well, I got to find something that like exemplarates me in like the fullest way, you know, like putting your best foot forward, showing off like the best part of yourself. And I was like, well, at the time, no one called me Jules. So I was like, well, that works because it's like. It's like a little jewel, like a like a diamond, like a ruby, like a, a precious stone. And I was like, I like precious jewels, but that sounds like multiple people. And also I had a cat named Precious also. So I was like thinking about her and I was like, well, it makes it sound like I'm like this small little dainty little, little precious, precious baby. <laughs> so I was like, that's not really me. Not all the time. That's definitely not where I want to put out on stage or like when it comes to performing. Cause I was like, oh. I can do dainty, but that's not me. So I don't know. And I was brainstorming all this stuff. And I like the word lavish because that sounds really elegant and cool without being just the word elegant <laughs> or something that's really cliche or common, you know, because if you've known maybe like more than 20 burlesque performers, lots of them have similar kind of anecdotes added to their names, you know? that like exude elegance, which I like, but I wanted something that stood out a bit more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So out of the list of all the ones that I had, Lavish Jewels was my favorite, but my boyfriend at the time was like, that reminds me of this porn star, Lavish Styles. So don't go with that. And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, you look like her. And I'm like, what? And he got really into like her work. I'm like, okay, dude, this is not helpful. <laughs> like, I don't know how to feel about this. So I shelved that for a while. That's another reason why I feel like it took me so long to get into it. But it, it made me like continually brainstorm to just keep working on things. And so many things just did not work. And it's funny when I talk to the other bombshells about this now, they're like, oh, yeah, it's always those hating ass men. No offense. But <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not offended at all. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It, it, like they're always like doing this kind of like downplaying thing or just like make you overthink your decisions, you know? And yeah, it's, it's a challenge sometimes. So yeah. And um, yeah, and when it came to like thinking of any sort of character, I was like, well, unless I'm like 
acting in a play or a film or like radio where I'm particular I'm a particular character that isn't myself, then I'm only ever going to want to tell the truth. So Lavish Jewels is definitely a bigger part of me, like a big facet of who I am without some sort of like character on top of that. Because I know some less performers like to have like this character of like, ultra sexiness or ultra dom or bitchy or like um there's a very like um extravagant personality trait that's sort of built around yeah 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 because because like when i think about it i like things to be like really nice and beautiful and lavish and elegant and that but i'm also very practical in my real life so like i try to, i don't want to be actually like bougie bougie <laughs> i yeah. guess i guess too yeah yeah. Um, dope. So, um, yeah. Uh, what are, I guess, like, what are some of your acts? Like, what are some things you like to do? Um, well, I like to do campy, fun things. Like, my first act was Beetlejuice. And I guess that counts as nerdlesque. I didn't realize that until, like, my third year in or something like that. But uh, overall, I really do like doing fun, campy things, generally based off my favorite things. And there's still other things that I want to do that I haven't gotten to. But those ideas take a while to form in utero and then like to fully give birth to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> to, to have that me metaphor, I guess. Um, I like scary things, but like scary, sexy things. Like I have at least two, if not three different demon acts. And I'm continually working on another one. And I really want to like do a full body paint that takes so long. And I'm like, I don't know. And like the idea of washing that off, like, ugh. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll get to it one day. Yeah, I I happen to uh, I like that stuff a lot. Like kind of horror slash demonic things, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. but it done in like an erotic way. I I, I kind of like that. Not gonna lie, it's it's, yeah. it's cool. It's cool, you know, yeah. because it's it's sort of you know it plays on like the you know the um just the edginess of it all and mm. like crossing into like like risky territory but mm -hmm. in, but in a fun way that's still like you know cool like awesome yeah like because burlesque is such a like a parody of things that people are scared of in a way like making fun of the aristocracy and it's political no matter what you do i think it's really funny to do that and make people confused you know because i have at least I have two nun acts and people are like, I don't know how to feel about this because I'm Catholic, but I feel very, very happy that you did this. <laughs> so like whenever I hear that. That's like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, like that's always fun. Um, so yeah, like, cause I love like succubus stuff and artists like uh, Exotic Cancer and Asia Carr, like, is it Asia Carr? That's literally my cousin's name, but it's, it's Asia something or it's Carr something, but she does like these beautiful like, red and blue demons with like horns and like beautiful makeup and I'm just like I want to like become that <laughs> yeah. so that kind of stuff is always really fun um not stuff that's overly prop heavy that can you can only do once I like to do things that are versatile and can work with lots of things because lots of things that I've done for theme shows have become staple acts of mine because I love the song I love the costume or I love the choreography and I can just like change those things because if I already love something about it that can keep rolling with it you know yeah totally so fun yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I do this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not sure if you can see my eyebrows, but I'm going to be doing that a lot also. <laughs> no, it's okay. Hey, we were talking about the ADHD before this. Uh, I mean, it's it's a, it's a jittery, like a tick thing. I, I have my own, so. Yeah. I, like, I move my head around a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of, like, jerk my head around when I'm, after I've made my point. I don't know why I do that, but I noticed it when I would start watching myself on camera. So, um, but yeah, anyway, too. <laughs> um, what are some uh, songs you've uh, done in your acts? Some of my songs I've done, let's see, going through them. Oh, so good. I've done maybe not as much, not as much postmodern jukebox as I thought I would have. Like I've done at least four of them. Like they do a cover of Genuine's Pony. Uh, a cover of Tovlo's Habits, which I really love. And mm, what's I another forgot one about that song. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Like I, like, I love her version, but then, like, the cover is also really good. So I'm just yeah. like, because it's just slowed down. Yes. The classic, yeah. Yeah. I've done, what, at least one Carol Emerald song. There's another one that I have in the works that I haven't put out. Um, I've done, I have done another Michael Buble song because he mostly does covers, which is fine. Cause I'm like, I'm here for this. Like his voice works so well. Mm-hmm. It's like, make that happen. Um, what else? I think I was just thinking of some, cause I, it's funny in quarantine, I'm still like brainstorming acts that I want to do, but like my house is not a stage. And as much as I want my kitchen to be that, I am really afraid I'm gonna like, <laughs> just like throw myself into my oven or something so I'm like mm, hmm, yeah. hmm. I always worry um, about like the people that like like my neighbors like mm-hmm. if, I'm dance- if I'm dancing around and just in my zone because I live alone mm-hmm. um I'm worried that someone's gonna come knocking on my door and be like dude what the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like man like feeling myself <laughs> right get out of my business don't be looking through my blinds nosy neighbor mind your business unless you're paying to see this mind your business lame ass <laughs> motherfucker right <laughs> yeah yeah like um, i have one i have an upstairs neighbor who's pretty amazing honestly he's um he's an activist he does so, he's a doula he does so much he's amazing um but i feel like he'd be like girl what you doing down there can i watch i'm like yeah i'll come watch <laughs> and like cheer me yeah. on because i'll be amazing like that's all i need is just like the energy so um let's see what's another uh i keep thinking of like Haley Haley reinhardt i've done at least like two or three of her songs so melanie fiona i like finding um uh like yeah like black women who do like really cool songs that work like i really want to do an andre day song and there's because they're so powerful and like uplifting and i still haven't found the right choreography to go with it but i'm working on it so go. yeah yeah and i've yeah. done actually i have done quite a few panic at the disco so like songs oh, yeah. <laughs> like uh yeah like i do um their song emperor's new clothes as a demon that's like resurrected and trying to like take back her crown and it's so good i love it that's one of my favorites <laughs> i can't like uh it's so good awesome. there you go awesome yeah you're do you're performing the songs that you would just genuinely enjoy and listen to on your own time anyway like yeah um so uh tell me about your costumes oh 
thinking about that. I actually just like talked about that in a a YouTube video. I'm gonna keep talking about it in YouTube videos because <laughs> I had this problem before I started. Before I even got uh, into any troupe, I got a bunch of costumes online. So I was like, well, I want to wear that. Well, I want to wear that without fully putting together an actual outfit costume for an act. And that was a problem. <laughs> so I always advise people to not do that. Like think about your acts and then start getting stuff or, but also use what you have, you know? So nowadays I definitely use a lot of what I have and try to find very specific things that I want. Um, I use, I started off with wearing like lots of, Mm, I say black dresses, but I have lots of black dresses. That's not really the same thing. Um, definitely like lots of like jackets and like pencil skirts, and those are harder to take off than you might think. But yeah, I've always had a big affinity for lingerie, so I always want to have like not so much lacy, but like sexy lingerie that I like. But I have to like separate that from <laughs> what I'm gonna wear for myself. So. Yeah, lots of lingerie. Make sure it's not too expensive or too cheap so it doesn't break. Uh, and lots of, yeah, fun stuff. Like, my first act, I got my dress from my uh, for one, one, a former roommate. And it's like, a, kind of like, I don't know if it's actually a knockoff. It probably is like a brand name Lolita dress. And I use that for Beetlejuice because I was like, well, that works. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm too busy to go find something else. And finding a striped jacket, like a bold striped black and white jacket is so difficult for some reason. So yeah, I was like, well, I'll go with this. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll say lots of like flowy black capes and cowls and things like that. I have like four or five of them. Um, for one of my also favorite acts that I premiered back in March before lockdown is um, it's kind of, kind of sheer but it's very covering and I wanted it to have a hood but it doesn't which is fine but I found it on Wish and it was so perfect because I'm I'm only 5'2 so finding a cape that I'm not going to step on immediately that I'm, that's not going to swallow my whole body is kind of hard to find so I found this I got it it came way in time so I was able to practice with it and I was like oh my god it's so perfect so I used it for this act um to Childish Gambino's Terrified, which is such a good song. Okay. So, yeah, so freaking, yeah. Lots of like beautiful flowy things. Like I want to use a lot of that stuff. I got some other, um, I think I should have worn one now. It's just sitting over there, but that I don't think it really matches. Um, <laughs> like um, tool, um, what's one? not a shawl. What's I'm looking for here, robe. That's like a, like feathers on the end. Love those. I have two of them. Nice. I have two. Yeah, one of them has like not feathers, but it's like um, it's like that fluffy fabric that looks like feathers, but it kind of looks like fur. That kind of thing. I feel like that's easier than feathers because the feathers fall off. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, um, I would love to hear a little bit about uh, Drip and Melanin Productions, which um, it centers um black performers yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah dripping and melanin productions was started by me Afro afrodisiac slays as i said before and avery x machina who currently are all in the bombshells as well but we started that because like i know me and afrodisiac have both performed outside of milwaukee in madison 
And there's so much more representation for Black performers in general, like when it comes to drag and burlesque and like even like hosting. Yeah. So she and I were like, we should definitely like do something where it's like just us because in the burlesque community, there's been so much discourse about like if you've ever seen uh, like I feel like I always say this, um, like a Black Hearts burlesque, which is like underneath Suicide Girls name or moniker, it's almost always like thin white bodies. And yeah. it's just like boring, boring. And as talented as they could be, to me, it's also just a little boring, you know, because that's not how everyone looks. It's just, it's very basic. I'm just like, yeah. that's. Right, yeah, it, it plays into like, a lot of like beauty standards and norms and just whiteness. Yeah. And the same conversations, um, you know, they happen in the music scene. I mean, I'm very involved in the music scene and, you know, just mm. it's a lot of, a lot of shows are, you know, just all white men playing in bands and like, yeah. well, that's not inherently a bad thing. It's just when that's all that it like, when that just dominates the scene, it gets, yeah, it gets boring. It gets a little tedious and you just, yeah, it's important for sure. Yeah, definitely. Because like she and I both noticed uh, like, cause there are way more black performers in Milwaukee performing, not just drag, but also burlesque than people realize. When I guested with the Glamour Junkies, like in my, I think it was my first or second year, we were promoting the show a bunch and someone was like, oh my God, there are black burlesque performers in Milwaukee. And I'm like, yeah, there are a couple of us. And I understand that they have a very specific uh, like type of people that they market to, which is fine. Cause that just brings in more people, I think. But I was, I don't know, I was just kind of surprised by it. I was like, how are you? But I mean, not everyone's like on the up and up in, on, on who is all in each burlesque community if they're paying attention, even in, like in their own city, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And and I like tagged uh, like three of my other friends and they're like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah, there's Lisbianas, there's Ivory X Machina, there's Aphrodisiac Slays, and Ophelia Butts tagged in. They're like, yeah, I'm here too. And like, like a storm. And, I was, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, and they're like, they were just like taking it back. And some people are like, well, I want to be in it, but I'm so shy and I'm unsure. And I feel like there aren't enough, there aren't a lot of people that look like me. So I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to be accepted. And I'm like, yeah, you most certainly are. If you get out there, do it. And you put your energy out there, you most certainly are. Because when I saw the Cream City Cabaret, Milton Kings and Bombshells all used to have, I don't, Mil I don't know if Milton does, well, they still do this, where they get um do like a half and half show where half of the show is amateurs like new people who aren't part of the trooper or something like that who want to come up and do an act and just have fun with it and I think like yeah like one of my first Milltown shows and one of my first Cream City Cabaret shows there were at least like two or three black performers who were just up there doing their thing and they're like oh I'm not in it but like I really want to have fun and like get up in there and like if you want to do it you should do it I'm like uh yeah that's just seeing someone else that looks like you is incredibly encouraging. So, yeah. So I, we really felt like putting together this whole show to put a spotlight on the black performers in Milwaukee who don't get enough recognition, who don't get seen, who don't get heard, giving them that platform to just like, 
be themselves and have fun and bring also the black community together around us was so important and definitely a big goal that we're still trying to like bring in because it's funny some people are like oh I like having this like twice a year and some people are like y'all should do it more and I'm like yeah <laughs> but it's also difficult because like people like it being a big a big event but every show for me is a big event yeah so when you don't have a nearly as, a mu as much of that community coming out then it's it can be difficult sometimes like yeah it should be like frustrating and um a little disheartening because just like what the heck because i think was it the second yeah the second dripping and melanin show last october there was a smaller crowd than the first one in february but it was fine because we were we freaking did a great job of course of, of course what else did i expect <laughs> but um there was this guy who was like there for the show and encouraging but like he <laughs> we had a chair going from the like the floor to the stage in case someone needs to like step down or step up to like get an audience member onto the stage or something like that and he took that chair sat down and then put his feet on the stage and i'm like dude this is not your mom's house what are you doing how dare you disrespect not just me as the hostess but also our whole show by doing that he's like oh i'm sorry i'm like you should leave <laughs> He didn't leave, but I was, I was like, you don't actually have to leave. Just like, don't do that. That's bad etiquette. Yeah, right. Yeah. That is just like, dude, this isn't like, this isn't some club, you know, yeah. like, you, like, you can't just like recline and take up space. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that is, that is weird. Um, yeah. Like, what are you doing? What are you, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> right. That guy. Um, so I know, um, we talked a little bit about this some before we started recording, but um, yeah, I mean, needless to say, this year has slowed down a lot of the stuff that got started or mm -hmm. was on the roll before lockdown. So um, have you been, um, I know some people have done like virtual stuff, like have you been able to do anything during quarantine burlesque wise? Uh, not anything that hasn't already been pre-recorded. I want to but it's hard to find that energy. Like, uh, cause it takes a lot of energy to do that. So to like do that by, especially creating a new act, not just something that I've already done but to create a new act and put it all together, put it all on, put on my makeup and like pop myself up to record on my laptop or phone to myself essentially. Cause like, I haven't seen any shows where you can also see the audience. If anything, it's like Instagram where you can see them like commenting and like liking and like hearting and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I haven't had the energy to do that because I put out so much energy when I perform that it can be exhausting. So not getting that kind of like feedback loop from other people around me, either it be other performers or other people like in the audience or someone else just tell me like, good luck and not just regurgitating the energy that's in my house and the energy that I'm putting out. Oh my God, the thought of that sounds so exhausting because <laughs> I, re I really want to, but yeah, that hasn't worked out for me. And I mean, I've set up spaces. Like I started decorating my room and set up a space for my laptop and like in the kitchen to like do that and just hasn't worked out. 
But I've had some pre-recorded stuff that I've done before lockdown, obviously, that I've been able to submit to a, a few shows, and that's fun. But, yeah. I mean, the, the, the problem with that for me is that I also, even before this, I started putting my performance videos on YouTube. So some of those are already on YouTube. They're like, oh, you have to put one that's not on YouTube. And I'm like, that's only a couple. And I haven't put those on YouTube for a reason. <laughs> but, okay, so... Yeah, just a few here and there. And I still do my best to support those shows, but I'm not super duper online. Like, and YouTube definitely suppresses burlesque performances, performances and performers like doing their live stuff. So that's difficult. Um, I'm not on Twitch and yeah, like I'm not even as tuned into Facebook as much as I have Facebook. Just being on and like waiting for a show to start. I also don't have any money for that. So I still try to support by like advertising <laughs> if I can. Yeah. So yeah. Sure. I, I got you. Yeah. I mean, some some folks are into the idea of the virtual thing and some aren't. And it kind of just depends on how you feel when you're doing it in that way and like whether or not it like you feel it diminishes the authenticity or not like mm -hmm. which either way is is totally cool i did uh tune into uh orgasmo earlier this year oh yeah that was pretty cool nice. um, but but yeah i i miss shows a lot <laughs> Oh, me too especially right now like halloween is such a big season like this whole there are lots of performances still happening like around the country and internationally for Halloween online, which is great. But I, don't, I might tune in. I don't know. The problem is, again, I don't have any money <laughs> for that. Like, since I'm not working, I'm not garnering any income. I'm not producing shows. And I'm not performing myself, which is also a big part of my income, unfortunately. So I'm like, and doing um, virtual stuff where there are lots of people, unfortunately, that are also like me who either don't have that extra income or don't have that attention span to be on social media all the time. I don't have the energy for social media. So like, not just to like post and look at and like be on it, but to look at it. And because as much as I don't like it, I'm an empath and I take in people's emotions, even if I just like read the things that they're going through. I'm just like, oh my, uh, just, I have a 20 minute limit for myself being on Facebook and Instagram because it just exhausts me and it, it, it's just a jump it's like a roller coaster of emotions <laughs> in 20 minutes so it's a whole thing social media has been killing my uh my vibe a lot lately like not even mm -hmm. the memes have been making me happy this last week like everything mm -hmm. is just the worst and um yeah i when even like the like the memes aren't doing it for you like mm -hmm. <laughs> there's like social media is just like kind of just this addictive bane of your existence yeah where you're just waiting for some news to lighten things up but that is so very very hard to come by these days um, yeah i just uh, <laughs> yeah but part mostly because of, right now it's mostly the election like i hate mm. I've hated thinking about it. I've absolutely oh fucking God. hated. Like, yeah. I already voted like a month Same. ago. Yeah, like, yeah. And I still keep seeing like, but it's just the fact that like it's still so 
you know, it's such a like drawn out process, but yeah, it's it's a bleak overhang. Very, yeah. And and it's hard enough because it's also it was in Wisconsin and Milwaukee specifically. Like it's raining and it's just getting colder and getting darker sooner. I'm just like, where did the day go? And yeah, and all this election stuff was just looming in. People are counting down the weeks and days. I'm just like, oh my god. And I'm still getting mail and texts about it. I'm like. I did it already. Stop texting me. <laughs> like, stop calling me. Stop exactly. wasting paper. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, ugh. I, I just got another fucking letter that was like See? personally, like in the mail today, it was like personally addressed to me from some lady named Eliza. And I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. Like, why the fuck are you telling me to vote? Like, I, how, how is talking, how is writing to a random person? like supposed to like you know um engage them into the the electoral process like right that's no. not it like it, that's I, not it fam <laughs> yeah, that's just not it but um i think if it's like if i think most people have decided like a that they're gonna vote by this point and who they're gonna vote for like hopefully you're not winning people over at this point unless they're like a young person who isn't registered and they're it's like their first election that makes sense but it's it'll be very or unless someone just moved which people are definitely still doing throughout this year and they haven't registered in their new zip code and whatnot i get all this stuff telling me that i wasn't registered i'm like i registered at the beginning of this year what are you talking about like for because we had a local election in april and another one in i think like august or september and i was like yeah i'm registered like i know my polling place like why does it feel like every day is this is the last day to register to vote why does it feel like that's every day like (laughs) (laughs) it's different in each state and some counties are different and it's a whole thing so it's just looming deadlines constantly it's just like god i feel like i'm in school or something again like jesus so many deadlines (laughs) Right, like that's one of the first things I do when I move is like take care of that. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Jules, thank you for joining me today. This was fun. You are super fun to talk to, and uh, and, (laughs) don't make uh, fun of me. (laughs) Hey, I just like doing that. (laughs) I that's okay. I I I love the energy. I love your energy a lot. Um, and uh, I think uh, yeah, I. Love to see you uh, out on the scene once the scene is a thing again. Oh, yeah. Um, I love to see you out there, too. You bet. So uh, as we're closing out here, I ask everyone the same two questions on the way out. Uh, what keeps you up at night, Jules? Uh, the crushing reality of existence. Or that I've never finished Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, and I know that the moon is just going to fall on me in three days. Uh, so it's that. <laughs> That is crushing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mostly that. What uh? What puts you to sleep? Uh. Oh, I can show you. I, I would say I promise it's not inappropriate, but it might be inappropriate. I don't know. But no, I sleep next to my my boyfriend. Uh-huh. Oh, that is my Shoto Todoroki <laughs> body pillow. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so soft and sweet to me. But Ooh, I, need a, I need to pull my weighted blanket back out. It's it's that time of year again. It is that time. Yeah, and I have like a blanket that I've had for so long and it's so light and it like makes me mad. I'm just like, where's my blanket? I feel nothing. I'm cold. Uh 
so yeah Shoto keeps me like nice and cozy and I have this ASMR whispers podcast I listen to and it's a very 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 soft with no background music and it really just sounds like someone's whispering right next to me and I like that I'm not super huge into ASMR but I like ones that are like soothing just quiet um and yeah I was listening to bedtime with babish for a little bit but only a couple episodes of that that was nice and uh yeah awesome thank you for being on the show thank you for having me you're very welcome um for everyone watching lavish jewels uh stay tuned and uh check out the brew city bombshells check out dripping melanin productions and uh look forward to what they do in the future yeah. when uh you know as long as the world doesn't burn down first but yeah yeah right uh, you can follow all of us on instagram bruce city bombshells trip game melanin looking lavish jewels on instagram i'm lavish jewels on youtube as well and tiny mike talks podcast hell yeah yeah i love, I love the tiny mike by the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for watching mr nice guy we'll see you next time